We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Left. You have spoken glowingly about how you feel about this Notre Dame defensive line after spring practice. You said they're going to be better than Clemson's defensive line. That's right. Hey, going out there on the ledge for your squad, Left. I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you at all. It's true. Hey, man, I'm not mad at you. It's all good. What if I told you that a team from the WAC is projected to have a better defense than Notre Dame? I mean, you know, it's the WAC. Well, not the WAC. I don't even think they're in the WAC anymore. Excuse me for talking out of uh, turn. But what if I told you that one of the academies? Well, playing against the academies, they play hard, man. They play hard. So I'm sure they got a bunch of seniors, which makes them experienced in wily bets. Mm. And then on top of their mental fortitude, I feel like it'd be a hard, a hard defense to face each year. Now, this is interesting because we talked about the power index after the spring. When we hear some of these defensive rankings, it's going to make you question some of the power rankings, right? Well, the the returning number one returning defense is why I question the Georgia Bulldogs, right? Right. Guess who's number two left? Ooh. I want you to keep the same energy, but coming in at number two is the Clemson Tigers. Of course, of course they are. <laughs> I'm just saying, left. They just reload, my brother. I I mean, that's what you call it. But I don't know. The Michigan Wolverines, even though they don't play against a lot of diverse offenses, people line up and run the ball in the Big Ten the majority of the time. So I don't even know if Michigan's defense is truly tested throughout a full year, but they come in at number three. Alabama comes in at number four. They got your boy Kool-Aid on here. They do have a lockdown corner. And they return Dallas Turner coming off the edge. 
and Chris Braswell as well. So, I bet. No, no, but Jalen Mbakwe in the 24 class is coming. He'll be coming in early. But your boy Desmond Ricks, Keon Keeley, and Caleb Downs are additions that can make an impact on that defense as well. Keon, Keon Keeley and Dallas Turner by the middle of the season could be really dangerous, bro. It could be a dangerous combination. I mean, they're going to be a serious defense overall. Uh huh. And I just think that we need to have the offense to match. Whenever it comes down the road where we have to play these guys, we have to have the offense to match. That's what it comes down to for you? Yeah. Like, if we can score, we can be a top five scoring offense, then I'll feel comfortable playing any of these defenses, you know? Because look yeah. at Ohio State. Ohio State, horrible secondary, horrible run defense, horrible tackling open space, horrible tackling downfield, horrible tackling uh, behind the line of scrimmage. But when you've got a first-round receiver, top five receiver, top five, top two quarterback, you're good at any game because you can score, keep scoring. It's like the Warriors. The Warriors have no chance to do anything with AD or LeBron. But if they hit enough threes – which they can, they're in every game. So it's one of those things. Top five scoring offenses, you can't go wrong. Yeah, by the way, Clay Thompson was broke in a mug last night. I just want to point that out. Yeah. Like, dude, how many wide open shots can you miss, bro? You were struggling for sure. <laughs> Number five, the Iowa Hawkeyes, bro. You hey, know, you know what? First rounders this year, so. Iowa does defensively, they do they do so much with less. It's really impressive what they do defensively every year. Because they had a horrible quarterback, and it was their defense that kept them in the running. Yeah. Penn State comes in at six. They've been seven. Some first rounders lately. Penn State? Oh, they always have like linebackers, defensive backs. Yeah, they can produce those. Coming in at LSU comes in next. Utah comes in at number eight. Hmm. Remember, Utah had a group of defensive linemen and linebackers that drove Caleb Williams crazy in the Pac-12 championship game yeah all of those kids return so the front seven should be all really those good kids return? Damn. they lose clark phillips but that defense should be pretty stout yeah coming in at number nine even without their longtime defensive coordinator jim leonard the wisconsin badgers bro the wisconsin badgers they always got a stout defense man and it get cold yeah. up here so the hits hit harder <laughs> Coming in at 10, I'll let you take it from here. The Air Force Falcons. <laughs> Whatever. It's hard, it's hard to play in that environment. So that and then they got some talented dudes that know uh, uh, uh let's see. Uh acclimized or uh to that weather. And they senior and they big. That's just a combination for a bad matchup. So they got bad matchups pretty much. Man, look here, bro. 
I was shocked to see them. No, one uh, one year that we played them, they had like the most turnovers in the country at one point. It was like a stat. They had the most turnovers. They're like averaging four or five turnovers a game, something crazy. When we played them, actually, when we played them at Air Force, they was averaging the most turnovers in the game. Mm. So they have like – they have sneaky – Really, it's like Marshall leading the country in picks, and then we Didn't go throw two pick sixes. Two pick sixes. <laughs> Did you say that Air Force game was like one of the worst warmups you ever had? I'm telling you, it's it's just a it's a bad matchup. You know, it's just like women's basketball having a a girl that can rebound the best in the country. You probably gonna play in the championship. I mean, just, it's like a stat if a girl has. The most rebounds in the country, you're most likely gonna be in the final four in women's basketball. That's a that's a stat. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So Notre Dame is once again at 12 on this list, the rank 12. Hmm. Guess who's ranked in front of them? And I really had to do some research after I saw this, and I said, you know what? I can see why this team is ranked in front of them from a defensive standpoint. The North Carolina State Wolfpack, which mm. over the last four years have done a really good job of putting defensive players into the NFL, especially along the defensive line. And what they have coming back, front seven, very, very solid. Drake Thomas, Tanner Engle, those are the star players at linebacker and safety. And then you get what, senior Jalen Scott Jr., Devin Beatty, and then the young players coming in, some transfers along that defensive line. They're going to be a handful. They're going to be a handful. And then they got, uh, what, 
a big time transfer, Noah Potter from Cincinnati. So, yeah, I, I think I like to like to hear what they say about Notre Dame coming in at number 12. Yeah. It said, despite some late struggles, Notre Dame's defense remained on the right path in 2022. The challenge ahead for second-year coach Marcus Freeman and coordinator Al Golden is addressing key personnel losses up front and ultimately taking the next step. Notre Dame returns an emerging superstar and sophomore cornerback Benjamin Morrison, who has six interceptions as a true freshman and will play at least through 2024. The Irish also have one of the best nation's most seasoned linebacking cores. <laughs> I agree with that. They are seasoned. I don't know how good they are. With seniors J.D. Bertrand, Jack Kaiser, and Maris Leofow are all back and look forward to combining and contributing to improve play after they had 191 tackles and 18 and a half tackles for loss last season. The fact that they only combined as a trio for 191 tackles is not good. I'm sorry. It's not good, you know. That's not a good stat. No. They talk about Jalen Sneed. They also talk about Jaden Osbury being players to watch. And then they say the secondary has experience with Morrison, D.J. Brown, Clarence Lewis, and Cam Hart. To add, Oklahoma State transfer Thomas Harper was a key move, along with sophomore Jaden Mickey, who should have an increased role. Also, look for incoming freshman Christian Gray, to contribute, especially this year and in 25. Notre Dame's line is the short, oh, 23 through 25. So the line is the question for Notre Dame. They have Howard Cross, Rowdy Mills, Jordan Botello, and transfer Javante John Baptiste, who plays a significant role. Nana Osafa Abensa is a veteran deaf player. But the Irish will look to fast-track younger players such as Junior Tulamaka and Jason Anye and freshman Donovan Hyvish. Okay. Yeah. Now, guess who comes in at 13 right behind Notre Dame? Who? I fight in Atlanta. I mean, after getting Devin Witherspoon that high, they probably like, man, they got some guys over there. We don't even know yet. <laughs> but... Let me point something out. We talked about whether or not Florida State was getting, Florida State was getting too much buzz. They're ranked 18th on this list, left. Interesting. Eight, yeah, Ohio State is ranked 21st, left. Really? Yeah. Shocking. That's weird. Like you have them ranked in the power rankings, top five, but returning defense. They're 18th and 21st, respectfully, or respectively. That's uh, that's very interesting. Yeah, that's very interesting to say the least. It makes you think that the teams we might see on paper might actually be that nothing foundationally strong, just paper. Just pay, exactly paper and hype and quarterback play. Yeah, paper That's hype paper. and quarterback play. Yeah, yeah, so that was that was interesting in looking at this article. Like, yo, you know, you have them high, ranked high in the power rankings, but for some reason, you have them ranked pretty low 
when it comes to the defense that's returning. And, you know, with their defensive coordinator being in his second year, just like Al Golden, you expect the defense to take a step forward. But we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be very interesting. I'll say this. They're currently ranked 12th. I think Notre Dame has an opportunity, as I said before, what they were ranked. They ended up, what, 18th? Was it 18th left in the nation? Yeah. I think it was, was it I think it was eight between 18 and 20, depending upon the website you went to. Mm. And that was with a mid rushing defense, in my opinion. Say so it was mid? Yeah. They didn't they didn't stop the run the way they needed to. Um I'm gonna say this left. Defensive upside for Notre Dame's defense, in my opinion, is I'm just going to say top 10. I'll say top 10. I'll say top 10. I'll go that far. I'll say top 10. I'll say top 10. And for me, the biggest impact will be the linebackers. Yes. You see, I came around on the defensive line long before you did. I was like, okay, I'm worried about these linebackers. And like they said, they returned seasoned linebackers, but not productive linebackers by the numbers. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's not productive, but they're definitely impactful and important to the team. So, Benjamin Morrison, I think, gets better. I think the defensive backfield. What's getting better when you have seven picks in the season? Holding Marvin Harrison under fifty yards. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like you're on a game to game, like like that's it. Yeah. Better. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, no, because you only get <laughs> you only get two to three viable matchups a year when you're somebody like Benjamin Moore. Yeah, you're only getting a couple. Yeah. Where you're like, man, I really got to put my big boy pants on. Absolutely. Improve my draft right here. Yeah, so I think what we saw from Jay Mickey makes you feel much better because we anticipate that Cam Hart at some point is probably going to have to miss a game. He's like the Chris Paul of the secondary for Notre oh, Dame. He is the Chris Paul to a T. To a T, right when you need him. There's always something. And we fully expect that the growth of Jaden Mickey. And, yo, I keep telling people that Christian Gray, you know, <laughs> they're very confident in what Christian Gray can bring to the table. And as confident as you feel about the defensive line, that's not even including Brendan Vernon, who reports, in the summer, like he didn't he didn't roll early. That's another body on the defensive line to help. Everybody, Bubakar Traore, true. Yeah, Bubakar is coming in. You know, like they have some guys coming in that might be able to contribute interior and on the outside. So it should be pretty interesting. It should be pretty yeah. interesting. I agree. I think the defense has extreme 
upside because they're so much more athletic than what they've been as a defense. And that's the, that's the difference, in my opinion. They're so much more athletic, so now the ceiling is much higher. So yeah. you talk about defensive upside. I think their pass defense can be top 10. I think the rush defense can be top 25. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I can rock with that. Now, what style of defense are they going to be? They've been very aggressive in the spring, in year two of Al Golden. Very aggressive and gave the quarterbacks a lot of trouble during the scrimmages. Do you think that's the same attack and same aggressiveness we'll see once the season starts from Al Golden in this defense? Well, I think it becomes strategic at a point. You know, do you want to stay super aggressive when you're scoring a bunch of points? I mean, if anything, you I think the power dynamic should shift to the defense being second fiddle to an offense that needs to be uh, – the premier unit of the team because if our defense can be a top 10 defense being a second tier unit or in support of the offense and not trying to crash out with a bunch of blitzes when we just need to keep them from the end zone, I think we can stay passive aggressive. We can be aggressive, but in spots and and we can have a, a, a strong, attack scheme of blitzes and, and, and some man and some pressure, but do it in the, with the situationally that, you know, if we're scoring 21 points, 28 points a half, then maybe we can play a couple zone blitzes, maybe play a little softer because mm-hmm. we, we, we're protecting the lead. Yeah, yeah. What are we going to do, though, as far as style of play? If you have an explosive offense, most of the time you want an explosive defense that's built on turnovers rather than yardage and you know shutting teams down. That way, you're looking to turn the ball over. You definitely want to take more risk. I think when you got guys like Ben Morrison that finds the football and can play the football well and, and create turnovers that radiate throughout the secondary when you're getting pressure from your front seven. So we don't have to sell out with secondary blitzes as, as much as if we can bring a linebacker like Nolan Ziegler to, to hit home and to rush the passers to increase the secondary's productivity and turn the football over. So, yeah, uh, we want to be better with ball hawking skills, but I think that comes from a, a hurry in the quarterback, getting TFLs, stuff that we didn't hit on last year. Let's be honest. We had opportunities. Mm-hmm. A lot of opportunities in the backfield, but we're missing tackles. USC games, a perfect example. We're back there. Can't say they're blocking us necessarily. We're just missing the play. So if we can just capitalize on the missed opportunities when we were aggressive, I think you'll see a total change in the turnover ratio that we have on defense.
Lucky Lefty Podcast. Bro, as we get ready to get out of here, I have one thing to say. If and when Jason Robinson, who you know, wide receiver in the 24 class out of Long Beach, if he commits to Notre Dame, Cam Williams, Isaiah Canyon, Micah Gilbert, and Robinson might be the best four receiver class to ever come through Notre Dame. Yes, it would be the best class because we would have something of an it factor because I play against Jason Robinson. So it's uh it's a struggle because he's such a great route runner that's like Come on, we're just trying to play cover two on this guy. Hold on, <laughs> put a safety over the top, a flat flare, but it's but we'll have something that's different than having the receiver class of a Rico Flores, a Braylon James, and a uh, and a Jordan Greyhouse or Jane Greyhouse. What yeah. yeah. an Isaiah Cannon, uh, uh, a class like that would be, and what it would mean is one, we're getting elite speed and dynamic route runners. We're getting the types of the Marquise Browns, the the uh, the 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 speedy. What we keep converting to Avery Davis and Chris Tyrese, we'll have guys that are technicians in that field. You see what I'm saying? So we don't have to convert our running backs and our quarterbacks to the receivers that we're getting with a Cam Williams, Isaiah uh, Cannon. Um, you know, these guys that are what Carnell Tate would be to our offense now, a starter. You get a route running technician that's elite speed like a Jason Robinson and Isaiah Cannon and Cam Williams and then mix that in there with the possession receivers of a JT, of a, a, a Jaden Greyhouse, of a, a Deion Cosley. Now you get the mix that's dangerous. Because you look at our room now and it's like, man, that's a good-ass room, but we're missing we're missing that threat. We're missing something that's like, man, that's going to be hard to stop. Yeah, they'll be productive. Yeah, they can make plays and all that. But it's like we need that that lightning speed, that what Chris Tyree is going to be big for us this year because we don't have that. So I think that's that class is going to be the perfect mix of now we can get these quarterbacks in where they like, oh, this is, yeah, I know we can block for me. But now we can throw? Oh, we got some. CJ Carr is recruiting well, you know. And look, I'm not mad when you come in and clean house or you want to get rid of old attitudes or whatever, right? Yeah. To elevate what you feel like is needed, right? When I look at the 23 class and I look at the 24 class, bro, this 24 class got me looking like Funk Flex was looking at uh, Black Thought when he was freestyling, bro. Yeah. This guy's killing it. Like, yo, this this class is bananas. It's bananas. Just the top-end speed. To have top-end speed and quickness mixed in with great route running like i don't i don't think people understand like you said you play against jason robinson in long beach 
This dude is recognized as one of the top route runners in the entire 24 class. Where's the key? I got it. If you add that quickness and speed to a class that already has top end speed and a five star, you know, and Cam Williams, man, kudos to Chancey Stuckey. Kudos to him having a vision for the class that he wants and what was needed. And man, going and getting it. Going out and getting it. Going out and getting it. Kudos to you. I still need to see that production from that wide receiver group this year, though. That I need to see. Lucky Lucky Podcast. Apple Podcast, Spotify. Uh, prayers go out to the people in Atlanta uh, for the shooting at the hospital. Um, craziness all over the place. Uh, yeah, man. Just prayers to everyone. Be safe. Uh, be vigilant, perceptive, and just pay attention when you go out, man, and 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 be a helping hand to others. You know, if you see something as well. Um, I'm back home. Left. I'm not sure. I get in. I I get in around nine thirty tomorrow. Okay. So I don't know if I'll be back to my office in time. Uh, at 11 but you know we'll 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 let you guys know what time we're do- definitely doing a show tomorrow we just yep. don't know the time yet we just don't know the time yet because i'll be traveling early yep. tomorrow so great show we talked about development how it relates to notre dame the power football index after the spring and also the defensive upside of notre dame and where they rank as far as returning defenses in college football. So those of you that say, when are we going to talk about Notre Dame? <laughs> we even got a little Justice Scott in there. And the 24 class, I went out on a limb and said, it might be the best four-person four class at the position that we've ever seen. Yeah. All right. Great show, left. You know what time it is. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic? Petty Junction. Petty Junction, Petty, a story of the day brought to you by Noah Whiskey and NoahWhiskey.com and Premium American Whiskey and NoahWhiskey.com. Go ahead and throw uh, <coughs> your people on the Petty train, man. I want to throw the entire MVP selection committee on the Petty train. 19 years, 19 years. Since they finally got it right. They finally got it right. Into the NBA. They finally got it right. 
You get MVP votes every single year. And in year 20, you get zero? How is that possible? Didn't deserve it. He's he, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. One, you can wait, you can wait all you want to. He didn't deserve it. 38. I don't care. He didn't deserve it. He's 38 a year 20. He didn't deserve it. How do you not deserve it when one, if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't even be in the playoffs right now? That's that's cap. That's cap. You're not about you're not about you're not about the disrespect when Brian got hurt. And they were making that run, and AD stepped up. I'm not about to allow you to disrespect AD or like part that. Part of the season, late in the season, AD or stepped up when Brown was out. Stop. AD we're not about to do that. Majority of the we're season. not about to do that. When Brown got hurt, they they were, they were the 11 seed. They were like the 11, 12 seed when Brown got hurt, and they went on that run with AD leading the way. We're not going to do that. You can go ahead. Go ahead. To not get this man one MVP vote. He didn't deserve it. That shows that the NBA is totally unserious about the MVP. Totally unserious. So wait a minute. So you saying Joel Embiid didn't deserve the MVP? I said for LeBron James to not get one. And you've been getting one for 19 years straight? That's petty. That's ultra petty for a man that became the greatest scorer of all time in this season. <laughs> in this season. Bro, let me tell you something, man. The NBA finally got it right. It's <laughs> crazy. They stopped, they stopped giving away parting gifts. Oh, party At the end gifts. of the season. Parting gifts. He earned it. Yes. 20 years to be the greatest scorer of all time. He earned it. What did he earn, bro? The greatest score of all time. That was nothing be, about playing to still be playing in the playoffs and leading your team against a against an overhyped Golden State. Now Golden State is overhyped. Man, I tell you, boy. Compared to LeBron James? And what he's oh, doing. Oh, I do I didn't know winning championships is hype. I didn't I didn't know winning championships is hype. I didn't know. I didn't know you could win a championship and be overhyped. It's overhyped to say this is a rivalry. That's overhyped. That's what I'm talking about. It's overhyped to say Steph and LeBron is some rivalry. Check the check the stats. What's the matchup say? What's the matchup say? LeBron James solidified him being the greatest of all time, coming down three one from one of the greatest teams constructed ever. Dude, what? They were a better team the next year with KD. What are you talking about? One of the greatest teams ever constructed. Now you're capping. 73 and 9. Now you're capping. Now you're capping. It was 73 and 9. You're capping. That's not a cap. They were that 73 is cap. and 9. They were 73 and 9. They had the and greatest. And it don't mean a darn thing. And they it doesn't mean a darn thing. Oh, it don't mean a darn thing. Okay. Because they didn't win. I don't care what your record is if you don't win a championship. Oh, now the record don't matter because they didn't. Okay, you see how you moved the goalposts, dude. So the level of difficulty nobody because they lost. Stop capping it. Every sport you had two number one seeds lose this year that had all time records. The Boston Brewers had an all time record, 
and they, they lost to the, in the first round to the Florida Panthers, and you trying to sit up here and act like, man, who cares? It's about the championship. Never, there's never been an NBA team constructed to win 73 games like the Golden State Warriors did that year. And there's never been a team constructed to win 72 and the championship like the Chicago Bulls. So what's your point? The Chicago, the so point what's your is, point? The point what's is the point? greatest team was taken down by one man averaging 41 and 11. So what 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 was up with the other dude that averaged 39 in the same three games? 41 and 11 took down the greatest constructed regular season team of all. The game the game winning three pointer in game 7 was by who? You talking about a shot? See dude, I can't rock with shot. you man. I'm about to cut you off, dude, because you get delusional when you talk about LeBron James because you try to make it seem like it's all about him. And he had no help. And like, he, like Chris Bosh and, and D-Wade was no help at all in, in Miami. None. D-Wade taught him how to win, for sure. This is the cap. This is why it's cap. D-Wade taught him how you to win, for sure. You can't go from complaining that he didn't have help before Did he Miami. have help against the Spurs, against four let, Hall of Famers? Let me finish. Let me finish. You can't say he didn't have help, and that's your argument, and then go and say he's the reason why he won all the championships. Either you need help to win or you don't. You, you can't can, have it both two ways. Two things can be true, though. Oh, my God. Two things can be true. Man, Lucky Lefty Podcast. Against the Spurs, when it was four Hall of Famers against just LeBron James, is that not a situation where the man needs help? Absolutely. So he faced, he faced the Spurs by himself. He faced his four Hall of Famers against one Hall of Famer. Yes, he did. That was the matchup. Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili versus LeBron James. He had Zildrunas Elgowskis, Booby Miles, okay. Larry Hughes, Drew Gooden. Okay. Who are these guys? Who are these guys? Who okay, these guys? So, Drew Parker. So Remember again, Drew Parker? Once again, thank you for proving my point. You can't say you can't blame Bron because he didn't have help, but then when he had help, say Bron is the reason they won the championship. It's because of LeBron James. When Either they, you need help to win championships, or you don't. Not have a championship without LeBron James playing on that team. That's a fact. And the they Chicago Bulls would, wouldn't be worth the second highest rated. NBA or third highest rated NBA franchise in the world if it wasn't for the wasn't for Michael Jordan. So what's your point, bro? What's being your point? Third, being third and doing something that's never been done are two different things. Has LeBron ever won? Cleveland has never won a championship till LeBron got there. You're right. Chicago had never, wait, 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 wait. Chicago had, never, Chicago had never won a championship until Michael Jordan got there. So what's your point? Tell me something. Tell me something that's new. That Chicago is a way bigger market than little old Cleveland, little old Akron. Now we're going to market size. I'm just saying. What's more impressive? Y'all got all that stuff up there, and just little old LeBron from little old Akron, just just doing it for the city, man. Doing it for the doing it for the hometown. Can't get much better than that, man. And for Irish man, look, my point is it takes a team to win a championship. See, I'm not one of these LeBron 
ballologist that like to massage his balls and make him to be the reason that the world moves and the sun, the like everything, everything revolves around LeBron James. I'm not one of those dudes. I'm just not. I understand that basketball. We give credit to where credit is due. But I also understand how to recognize greatness in the midst of team sports. And the 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 LeBron, LeBron sexuals, as they're called on social media, which I'm trying to get my boy not to be a part of. It just has some objectivity. It is objective. Like you can't claim he didn't have help, but then go say he's the reason. Come on, boy. Like, just let the man give credit. I'll say this in closing. For six straight this anytime for six seasons. Think about this. Because the fact, think about this. The fact that this dude won, uh, told Michael Jordan, he's the fact that the fact that this dude won two three peats is ridiculous. I don't know why people just try to poo poo like winning three in a row. Like, oh, that's easy. Oh, it's easy to win three in a row. Like, that's easy. Golden State wasn't able to do it. The Miami Heat with Braun, they weren't able to do it. But it's so easy. LeBron just every, went to nine straight finals. Every, everybody, you're right. You're right. Nine straight. You know how many he, games that is. And he's sub five hundred. That's the that's the and NBA market. He was sub five hundred in those ten finals. years. LeBron carried the NBA right. for ten right. years. But hey, this is where I get you. Because since you say everything is about LeBron and he's the reason that he was the reason they lost in those against, finals against against. Uh, I don't, no 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 no. If he's the reason they won, he's, he's the, the reason, reason they, they lost. lost against the Spurs. Really? That's you your theory. That? I'm using your theory and your words. You know that's not true. No, I don't know anything. I'm going based upon what you said. All I know is anytime Michael Jordan played a full regular season, he <laughs> won six straight championships. That's insane. That's insane. The only time he didn't win is when he didn't play a full regular season. That's insane. Okay. That's insane. What happened, That's, what happened bro, to all those other stop. seasons? Did they stop. not play championships in all the other seasons? Let me ask you a question. Did, did, how many, did it take LeBron two seasons to make the playoffs? Wait a minute. I'm asking a question. Did LeBron what get LeBron? bounced in the first round when he had 63 points against the Celtics? What about that? How, when has LeBron got bounced in the first round like that? Did LeBron make the playoffs <laughs> his first two years in the league? Just answer the question. What does that have to do with anything? He's played 20. He's played 20. It doesn't doesn't make a difference. He's played 20. (laughs) Did he make the playoffs? It's starting to blur. I just feel like he made it every year. He's played 20 It ain't no blur. There is no blur. Did he make the playoffs (laughs) the first two years? There is no blur. The team was trash. It was Cleveland. Here we go. Here we go. It was Cleveland. He was the first pick to the trashest team for a reason. Here we go. Bro, Michael Jordan had drug addicts on his team, bro. It's documented. They wrote articles about it. What are you talking about? What are you talking LeBron about? LeBron played with a dude that slept with his mom. So what is that? That's even worse. That's saying more about LeBron and his family structure. What are you talking about? <laughs> now we talking about family structure. <laughs> what you trying to say? 
We're trying to say there's worse conditions. That's I don't. I don't think you should talk about LeBron like that, my brother. Don't talk about him like that, man. That's his family issues, man. It has nothing to do with our show. That's, that's worse than drug. That's those fam- those those family issues. Doing drug, having drug problems. Hey, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Roger Dodger. MJ played against drug users also. <laughs> really? Come on, man. Hey, the biggest drug user, the dr- biggest drug user in the NBA is LeBron. Oh. <laughs> okay, he you knows. Boom! 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 We'll see yeah, you tomorrow. It's, it's been a great show. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow for another great episode. Yeah. No, hey, because he yeah. got money to take no, care of. Yeah. No. Sitting up here pounding your chest. 20 years. Yeah, 20 years of, 20 years of injections. <laughs> so lucky lefty podcast. For left. Yeah, you can send whatever. <laughs> Talk to you tomorrow.